0: And we're back with a yet another movie podcast. Evan and Drew are here. And uh Drew, how you doing? I'm fine. You're fine? Oh, okay. All right. Well. Um we're here. We're going to do a catch-up episode. Uh Drew and I are going to take turns going through movies that we've seen cuz I've seen quite a bit. I think you have too, right?
1: Um, I'm trying to remember all of them, and like I have some of them down, but we'll we'll keep going.
0: All right, cool. So, because usually we do a "What have you seen lately?" thing, but we're gonna do a whole episode dedicated to that. Hang
1: no, though. First, I actually, I want to bring up one trailer. Okay. The Flash trailer came out.
0: Yeah, I didn't see it, but I saw a headline of I've been trying
1: to watch the past, like, three days. I keep getting interrupted. Somehow I just watched it right before we started.
0: Oh, I should have done that. Because I was going to bring up that. I saw a headline, like, the room. It looks
1: like Keaton. Like, they're really promoting Keaton in this movie. But yet they apparently cut him out of the movie for, like, a good chunk.
0: Because they know people are going to see this movie because Michael Keaton is coming back as Batman.
1: Yes, but I know, and they're promoting it like that, but, like, apparently they've cut a lot of him out because of the fact that they're not going to use him as um, an older Batman in, like, any kind of storylines, now. Hmm. Like, the original plan was for him to be the um, Batman of uh, Batgirl's world.
0: Right. I don't know. I still think they know they can't completely cut him out because, like, everyone... Because of the... <sighs> Let's well, be honest. I
1: think he, I think he's
0: too integral to
1: the storyline from the looks of it. Honestly,
0: yeah, I think he is. That I think that's part of it as well. But I think honestly, like they're, I think they're banking on Keaton bringing in the audience because of the controversy around Ezra Miller.
1: Oh yes, yes, he's him, um, Ben Affleck, and I forget the other person are like the three that are going to be um, doing press. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and like I think
1: Ben Affleck, he's making jokes about it because of the fact that he's only in the, he's in the movie only five minutes.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's playing the part of Kevin Conroy when he did the Flashpoint Paradox in the animated movie. Mm-hmm. And he's I mean, I think he's in it, but obviously, like he said, he's in it for five minutes and then Keaton's supposed to be the bigger role. But I, I'm I want to see it because of Michael Keaton coming back as Batman, to be honest with you. That's that's what he actually me. looks like. He did some stuff in
1: this trailer like a lot. Like He's heavily
0: present in this trailer. They may have cut him out a little bit, but probably maybe not as much as, like, maybe the stuff that was going to well, relate here's to the background problem movie.
1: That this, movie's been, <coughs> this movie has about um, 3,000 different cuts.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: that's true. Uh, because every per- because there has been so many behind the scenes, like, production changes within this movie's, like, lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> the-, the people that greenlit this movie to be made. Are not are nowhere near this movie anymore. I'm guessing, like none of them. No, probably not.
0: Probably and not. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, like I've seen one. Re- I've seen a lot of people giving good reviews, like early screens of it. Which once again, they could be different now. It said
0: the rumors are true that it's as good as they think it, they say it is.
1: I but I just saw a review that said it was fun, and um it had like like some good uh, fan service moments. <laughs> Supergirl's really good in it, but it's a bit long and a bit messy, is what they said.
0: Well, so that's, that's been... Every that's DC... been every, yeah, I was just about to say, it's every DC movie they've made so far. It's a bit long and it's a fucking messy. I've,
1: I This thing, I don't know how it could be even remotely... Um, but like, plot plotline has to have suffered from how many people have had their hands on this thing at this point. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, it just got another thing of James Gunn doing a a cut of the movie. Oh,
0: seriously? He did?
1: Yes. Oh, man. Yes, there was another host of reshoots put on so so that it could tie better into the new universe that he's making.
0: So who's the director on this film?
1: Well, it's not like he... <laughs> he didn't direct it. It was like... It was ordered by him, though, reshoots. Oh. And I'm guessing that he will have a, a say in the cut of the movie. And he God. says, great. Right. Oh, okay.
0: I, do you trust James Gunn at this point yet? Or do we... I mean, I know it's too early to tell, but... It's too early to
1: tell a little bit. We're going to see what happens.
0: He seems genuinely passionate about DC characters. Yes, and he's
1: also been way like he's been extremely vocal. He's been doing pretty much the press work for this on his own. Yeah. Um, well, far and more than what he has to. Like, his he's given own, yeah. So much more information about what his what the plans are than what he has to. Like he has work, he has put a lot of effort into making like calming fans down uh, in a way i feel like like right and really pushing he like he's really putting his brand his name his brand his everything his career up there to to try and get people to come back i feel like
0: yeah well i'm hold on, let me pull up his um filmography
1: because well, people have faith in him. People have like his Guardians of Galaxy. Right, is already supposed to be amazing. Volume three is supposed to be yes, Marvel.
0: yes. I know. So like, he has the Guardians films. He did a really good job with Peacemaker. I liked and then the Suicide Squad. You know how much I love the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. But if you look at his other stuff, he's not that big a director. You know, his first movie was Super, which I have not seen. It movie okay. Forty Three, but then he really took off with the superhero stuff, like Guardians. That you know, Guardians Two, Suicide Squad. Well, Peacemaker. before
1: that, he was a he was someone of note. I mean, he did Slither, Slither. Uh, yeah, he did Slither. He did, um, Scooby Doo movies.
0: Yeah, he had did he that. Did he direct those or did he just write them? Let me go I to his, let me go to his writing
1: credits. I don't remember if he directed the first Scooby Doo. I don't think he did.
0: I don't think he did either. But he uh, did write it. I'm not seeing that he had, under his writing credit. I'm on IMDb here and I'm not seeing a Scooby-Doo writing credit. Oh. He wrote
1: that movie. I know he did. I it literally he says writer, screenplay James Gunn.
0: I'm not seeing anything Scooby-Doo. Oh I yeah, here it is. No, no, got it, got it, got it. Got Dead. Sorry, I didn't realize they changed it how... Um, I'm sorry, I was under director. Yes, you're right. Writing, he did do Scooby-Doo. You're right, yes. Then he did. No, I didn't filter out the director part. I just... Did, oh, no. He wrote Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed. Yeah. Okay, yes, yes. I see it now. It's under, I didn't unfilter the director. So the director popped up, then the writer did. Um. Okay. Well oh and he wrote the Belco experiment, which you and I like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I don't know. I, I have faith in James. I think um the Suicide Squad proved that he has love for the characters. I think he knows you know what he wants. I think he did a great job with Guardians of the Galaxy. So I think um I know there's um, critique if he can take it seriously because, you know, like characters like Batman and Superman are more serious. Eh, Superman can maybe be kind of charming, but um, are more a little bit more serious. So can he pull that off? I think he can. I think he knows, especially with a character like Batman. Um, well,
1: everything that he said is indicative that he does know, have an idea of what to do.
0: Yes, because obviously he did characters like, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. You could probably play that off a little less serious. Um, Suicide Squad. You know, obviously that can be played off a little bit serious. I think he knows the difference. Yeah. If the Belko experiment tells you anything, you know, he wrote. You know, he didn't direct it. He wrote it. If um, I don't know, if it, I didn't see Slither, so I can't really tell you. But if I, I think if you take Belko experiment as he knows how to write a serious film, which you and I both enjoyed. Um, I think he. I think he can do it. I think he can pull it off. <clears throat> Well, that was our oh, yeah. hot, that was our hot minute on DZ there for a second. All right, I, all just
1: right. To, I just wanted to bring up a trailer first before we get into what we've seen.
0: Yeah, no, I I didn't watch it, so I I won't tell you. But all right, um, let me pull up my notes here. Um, do you want to go? You know, let me go first, Actually, I'll go first on this one. I watched. Um... Okay, how many have how many have you seen? real quick one two three four five six well technically seven and eight but i'll make them very brief it, there, there were two rewatches
1: I, I have a bunch of rewatches here but let's yeah uh, uh, yeah all I feel right like, i'm not gonna get to some of these here
0: oh i'm gonna try but let me do my first rewatch um i'll, I'll do it to them together uh it was on tv i watched it was a marathon of jurassic park and obviously that's a classic. and I, I forgot how much I love Jurassic Park. Um, but what I really wanted to get to was The Lost World that came out. It was a marathon on TV, so The Lost World came on after that. And Which one? What do you mean, which one? The Lost World. There's Jurassic Park, The Lost World, and then Jurassic Park 3. Not Jurassic World, The Lost World with Jeff Goldblum as the lead.
1: I never saw that one. Oh, really? I think I have it. I just never watched
0: it. Oh, so I remember people getting a lot of hate, like they don't like it as much. I don't remember liking it as much either. But after a second watch, I'm like, I don't know, this is kind of enjoyable. It's not the first one by any means, but it's still kind of enjoyable just to walk to the the background. <laughs> um, I just look. I found myself kind of enjoying it. Um it was kind of funny, my little brother, who was only eight, he was on the, he was playing Fortnite with his friend. And I guess um um his friend was like uh he's like, Are you watching Jurassic Park? He just knew it from the sounds. And I guess his little his little friend wants to be a paleontologist, and so he loves those movies. So that kind of did my heart good. Yeah, it did my heart good. Of course, I, I'm like, oh, man, man, I didn't know you were friends with Dr. Geller, making a Friends reference. But um no, I, I remember I enjoyed Lost World more than I thought I would. I'm like, I don't remember liking this movie too much. Um, but then I also remember liking the third one. I know people don't like the third one that much. That's the one with William H. Macy and when Sam Neill makes his return.
1: I saw that one like three times in the movie theater. Did you? Yeah, I for some reason... Uh, I am that child that like if you put a child into the movie, I must watch that movie. I was like, I was that kid that like like marketing must have loved. Because you know what I mean? Like I was that yeah. kid like, oh there's a kid in this. That must mean it's for me.
0: Oh, good point. Yeah. I was not like that, but
1: I was For uh, you could have sold me as on anything as a child and they did.
0: Well, they made their money off of you. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, your mother. Um, but I just wanted to make a quick note on the Jurassic Park series. I enjoyed The Lost World more than I remember. I know people give it heat. And then obviously, Jurassic Park, it was came, my mom was watching it when I came home. And I sat down immediately and was sucked in. I'm like, ah, oh, I forgot how good this really is. Um, but that's my note. So that was my turn. So why don't you take yours? What was your, re- what was your first few movies?
1: Um, okay, I guess I can go. Like, least here. Um,
0: what you enjoyed the least?
1: No, like, <coughs> I guess like, I don't know how to put it, but like, why of movies, I, a lot of them are rewatches,
0: a lot of mine are news after this. Honestly, like, a few of them are new, but it,
1: I was also like trying to go with like the least important, like the most least recent, le- like, mo- like. 'Cause the one I saw that I was telling you about before. Um, not today, but just in general, it it's like the biggest movie, I think, right now. Uh
0: Mario? Super Mario? Yeah. Oh. You watched it again?
1: No, but I wanted to save that till, like towards the end, I feel like.
0: Oh, okay. Go ahead save it till the end then.
1: Um, I rewatched Treasure Planet.
0: Oh, I love Treasure Planet.
1: You do need a minute with that movie.
0: Yeah, I would love that
1: movie. Uh, I mean, everything they did with it, they really tried, and
0: they succeeded. I felt like even though they tried, they succeeded. Oh, they succeeded. I mean, oh, yeah, in the absolutely. Movie,
1: but it it got terrible marketing. There was no faith in it.
0: I love that movie. It's, it's a so great. Movie. The, the John Silver in that movie is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Is, he, is he John? Yeah, he's John Silver. That's his name in that one, right? That's, they didn't change it. He just, his name's just Silver. Yeah, you're right. It's just Silver. You're right. It's been a while yes, since I've seen did. it, but my God, is that movie. Fantastic. Yeah, because
1: Treasure Plants based on the classic story of Treasure Island, and there's John Silver in there. And in this version, they named him Silver.
0: Right, right. You know what? Hold on. You got me inspired here. I'm going to <laughs> see if there's a Blu ray for it.
1: There is, I ne- uh, I believe though, or, I don't think Disney cares enough about it to be in their vault.
0: There is a Blu-ray for it for nine dollars and ninety nine cents. I figured, uh, and okay. um, this movie is now mine. <laughs> I might mean, have the DVD version somewhere, but I don't feel like digging it out. I'd rather have I fucking anyway. love that movie. It's Holy crazy. fuck. Okay. Once it'll you feel
1: all warm inside. Oh so, yeah. Oh the ending. And, the, and, ending and, yes, and, the, the ending, yes. The ending. The kid's gonna let silver go. It'll be, there, it'll be at my house tomorrow. That's good. Uh, just the way he looks. like it's like, like look at you. He's so proud of the kid for be, for becoming his own man at this point and everything. And... You know the
0: scene that really got me was the it was towards the end. But it was the scene where, like, they're all gathered together. You know, ben, Ben's there and more, he has Morph. And it's when he, like, steps away from the party and he looks up into the sky and the stars are aligned like silver. Yes. That's what kind of got me. That got you? Yeah, I don't know why. That, one, that scene always stuck with me.
1: No, what well, got to me, of course, is the big speech at the end when it, it's just like, look at you
0: glowing like a solar fire. <laughs> Oh yeah, that one too. Yeah, absolutely. The oh when movie-
1: he, yeah, when he it, when he yeah when Jim refuses the uh, the kid main character refuses to join him in being a pirate, and yeah. instead he's like I'm going to do my own, make my own way. No,
0: way. it's an underrated masterpiece in my opinion. oh,
1: it's so good. Mm-hmm. Same the same directors that made Aladdin and every other classic, pretty much every classic movie uh, Disney movie. Yeah.
0: Oh no 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 no, it, it's an underrated masterpiece. I love that movie. Yes. So, we watched that. Okay. Um, So, my turn then, right? I get the new uh, one. Yeah, all of mine are new movies to me.
1: Yes, (coughs) these are new movies to me, a lot of these.
0: (coughs) Sorry. Um, (coughs) I can't remember. I don't think I talked about this. (coughs) Give me one second. Um. I didn't talk about the Fablemans in the last one, right? I don't think I <laughs> did. Did I talk about the Fablemans? I, I think, think I, I don't I, remember. I mentioned that I wanted to watch it, but I don't think I had watched it. I know we've we've talked about it off the podcast, but yeah, I only that I brought the Fablemans. Yeah, so we
1: unfortunately have these conversations in text format, and then I forget
0: about. Yeah, and it's so stupid. I don't know why we do that. Yeah. Um, Fablemans, I loved it. I absolutely loved every minute of it. Um, Let me look at my notes here because I made notes. Um, The Spielberg story—I mean, oh my god! I mean, he knew he wanted to be in film from the very beginning.
1: Oh yeah, yes,
0: yeah. Loved that.
1: That yeah, that movie. um, Well, apparently before uh, uh, like before that movie, like he. He didn't really think that like a lot of his movies had his personal like life in them, but I believe isn't his, a Spielberg in real life. His mother was, what was she? Uh, her
0: career was she? I think she was kind of an actress. No, or singer. I'm sorry, singer, singer. She was a singer and songwriter. She was singer and songwriter because she played the piano.
1: His father was um computers, right?
0: Yep. She no, was... that's in the movie. Okay, is in the yep. movie? Well, yep. no, because they
1: because someone pointed out in an interview like way back when, because he's like determined to say like, yeah, I didn't have done anything really personal, and like, well, what about um the third uh, what was it the one alien movie of the third kind
0: or whatever, uh um third um encounters with the third kind
1: encounters the third kind You're like well in that movie the way they communicate is purely using music created from a computer. How can you say that's not a personal note? And he's like, oh, I never really thought of it that way,
0: huh? Yeah, he, I guess... like his... He was like
1: in shock himself, <laughs> when, like he didn't re- put two and two together, like that these things affected his life and affected his work.
0: Well, his parents wanted him to make a movie about their lives and he didn't want to do it because he was afraid he would offend them, it would be negative, and um, both his parents have now passed on, and then he decided to make the movie. Um, it's not in my notes. You throw me off completely. <laughs> um, but no, it, it, yeah, it, it's very, you know, everything's about It's true. And even Seth Rogen had come out and said, like, he cried a lot on set. He'd get emotional because it, it was bringing back all these memories. And I think it was like almost pretty close to what he did. Um, it really inspired oh, yeah. me. It really, it's, it's really. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's really, really him. Both. And he did a lot of movies with his friends. And it kind of reminded me of um, when we had a fr- friend. Not He wasn't really our friend too much. But we knew him. And he was very big on doing it. It reminded me a lot of him. I'll give him a shout out. His name's Nick. Um, and he would do that. We'd make these movies with all of our friends, and we would mm-hmm. do it. And I when we did our film study class, he helped us make our trailer for our yeah. film study class. And so it reminded me a lot about him. Um, he now lives in L.A., and he's trying to get stuff on. But kind of like what Spielberg did, and it, just remind, it, got, it really brought me back to those times in high school when we were doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It um, brings you
1: back to the energy of a young man with a vision. Yeah. Yep, yeah. It was in it it
0: nailed it right ahead. Um the main character, um Gabriel Labelle. Um, he was great. I found him very charming. I love following his story. Um the one I in my notes, I the one person I really wanted Seth Rogan's in it. He's good, you know, he's not like Seth Rogan per se, but Paul Dano Oh my he, god, did he act in this? He did. No, he did, he was good. He, no, wasn't, but I'm
1: saying, oh, Seth Rogan kind of does Seth Rogan.
0: He, he plays the comic relief, but he also plays a very specific role in the movie. And there's a, there's a very good scene between him and the Spielberg character. The Fable, man, I can't remember his first name. My God, my God I can't believe I didn't do that. Um, there's a very, the last scene that Rogan is in, I really enjoyed. Um, I don't want to say it to you because I know I want you to watch it. Um but the very last scene Rogan's in is very very good. It, it's between it's just between him and the Spielberg character, and um, the one Michelle Williams is very good in it. But the one person I really wanted to shout out was Paul Dano, who do you, I don't know. Do you recognize the name? You, yeah, you know, you know who he is. Okay, he's very good as the dad. He he's very very good. He's he never loses like. He's very mild mannered, even though the mom is kind of like, Michelle Williams is great in the movie as well. Like she's very, very good, very mild mannered, never loses his temper. And there's one scene where he does finally go off, and it's very good. And then at the end, towards the end, he's also very sentimental, and you know he like realizing that his son's dream is isn't just a hobby because that was the big thing. And like this is your hobby, this is your hobby, and he finally comes to terms with it's not a hobby at the end. And it's very the way he plays is very good. So. Um, I would love to review this movie once you finally have seen it. I would like to do a episode dedicated to the Fablemans. Mm, I'll see it eventually. I will. You want me to send you the digital code? <laughs>
1: Maybe it's just. It, I know it's gonna make me cry. I still gotta watch the other one.
0: I don't know how you haven't watched that one yet. Oh my god! Time. Yeah, that's fair. Um. So that was I just so that's why I want to touch on the Fablemans. I want to get back to that when you've seen it, so I won't say anything more about the Fablemans other than the fact that I loved it. Mm. Thing is, though, too, like it's kind of funny because a lot of the movies I've seen have been like catching up on 2022 movies because this is the first year I did not come out with a top 10 list, and I'm ashamed of myself <laughs> because I felt like I didn't see enough, and I didn't. And I was going back and thinking about re-ranking it. I do think everything everywhere all at once would have been my number 1 still. Fableman's probably would have been number 2. Wow. Yeah, loved Fableman. So that's my take and uh it's your turn. Your next movie. Okay, um Let's see here. Um I watched Just a uh, side note, I'm going in order of when I saw them, like since I the last podcast. Yeah,
1: see, I have them as listed as I remember them, so I'm trying to think of an order right now while I'm saying uh, them.
0: You no, know, I figured. That's why I, I put that note in there. Fuck <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> uh Jumanji. Um, which one? So, <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. The yeah. first one with Dwayne with President Johnson.
0: Is it the first time you've seen it?
1: First time I've seen
0: it. Okay, it's I I've seen it. I I have seen the movie. Yeah, I like. I it's enjoyable. It's it's simple, stupid. It's enjoyable. Like it, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's
1: a good idea for a sequel that still that doesn't completely ruin a lot of things. No, and it also I think that the technology got there where you could do a lot of the crazier stuff and make it where like you go into Jumanji like. Because the original one was made, it was released in what nineteen eighty five? It was the nineties, yes, for sure. And so I think it was ninety
0: five.
1: Yeah, I believe it's ninety five. Anyway, um, so just the thing, like it was, like it wasn't exactly easy to do a lot of, and they still do have huge visual effects in that movie, but like it's still not like
0: more practical.
1: They, but I'm saying just visual effects in general. Yes, it's more practical, yeah. but like. You know this one actually can be in Jumanji. I feel like there's a, yes. I feel like because it's because things have gotten progressively better technology wise
0: absolutely, yeah, absolutely it was
1: okay, it was fine
0: it it was funny, Jack black's <clears throat> funny in it. It, it yeah, oh yeah, Jack's fine um um dwayne and and Cara uh, Gillen, I think is really good, and Kevin Hart, obviously you know, I'm not a huge fan of Kevin Hart's stand up, but I think he's fine.
1: <clears throat> so yeah that was just my little fun movie to put on like
0: it, it is fun it's one that like if you're not like in a serious mood and like kind of like well, we're right now we're like in a state of mind where we're a little buzzed and um, it's nice to put on there you don't have to totally pay attention to it and you still get the gist mm, yeah it's a fun movie it's a fun movie it's not supposed to be anything spectacular I don't think it's just a fun summer movie
1: I believe it was released in the wintertime, but go on. Was it really? I believe so.
0: All right. Well, still, it's a fun. movie. Is to that put or the on sequel
1: it. was released around Christmas time. Uh, the
0: sequel? Oh, maybe, maybe even the Christmas. It might be the
1: sequel, but let's go. Let's keep going. <clears throat>
0: oh, it's my turn.
1: Should I do one more?
0: No, I'll do it. It's my turn. Um, okay. <laughs> my next movie
1: is the whale. Oh, God. Why must you do
0: that? So, you know, Fra- Fraser is well... Des- Brandon Fraser is well-deserved his Oscar. He did. Um, he brought a sadness to the character that I think was genuine, almost. Um, You know, he really... A lot of his eyes, you know, when you look at someone's eyes, he really, really played it well. Um, he he did a thing where he felt guilty for doing what he okay for who some people don't know the whale. And I looked at my next note. It's the controversy over it. Of he's a man that's well overweight. I mean, he's like obese and and just can't move and needs to be taken care of, and. Um, people took the fact that oh, they're you know doing the negative thing of people who are overweight and everything. and I can see that. I really I can see the argument being made and why people took offense to it. I do. Um, they played him more as it's an eating disorder, that he's doing it because he's depressed, the person he loved died, and this was his way of coping through it and it got so out of hand that he became the way he is- he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like the movie. Um, Darren Aronofsky, however you say his name, uh, he's known for doing movies kind of like that. You know, he did Mother, which um can be a, an experience. Um, Black Swan, I know he did. Um, but Frazier was very, very good. You know, he he did this thing where they, every time someone would get mad at him, he'd like even they weren't really mad, it'd be like an inconvenience. He'd always apologize. I'm like, why are you apologizing? Stop the apologizing. He goes, like, Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And like he, the insecurity he had, he played it just very, very well. I don't know how much of it was really him acting and then him just like being genuinely like, Oh my God, you know, you know, him being, you know, not that he's overweight, he's not, but um, he was good. And Sadie Sink, who we know as um, Max from um, Stranger Things, she was very good in it as well. So I, I it, it's that it, the movie too. I didn't realize not a huge spoiler, but he he's dying in the movie. Like the the movie takes place. It, it shows the the movie is a span of the last week of his life. Like he in like we find out very quickly that he's not going to make it to the end of this movie. Yeah, I know. Um,
1: I know the plot of the movie. I just never watched it.
0: I know you said you wouldn't, and um, I, I I do think it's good. I I get why people take offense to it. I really do. I understand it, and if they don't want to watch it because it's not their thing, I under- I get it. Um, but he's very good. I think he was very well deserving of his Oscar. I I really do.
1: Um, I mean, like I, said, I understand Kim winning. I just it's not for me, and I will pass.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's fine. That's fine. I get it. Um, You're next.
1: Okay, for my fun little movie, again, I literally have it in my note, just fun little movie is Man from Toronto. I just watched it yesterday night.
0: That's Kevin Hart and uh, Woody Harrelson, right? Yeah, for some okay. reason it's like
1: Kevin Hart, a uh, heavy uh, season. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I have not seen it, but I know what you are talking about.
1: It's okay. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I, <coughs> Kevin Hart's the one part of this movie that I feel like it feels a little weird. Yeah. with. Um, Woody Harrelson is like a assassin, and it's pretty much just a case of like with like mistaken identity where everyone thinks that Kevin Hart must be the man from Toronto when. It, Cause no one knows what he looks like. Right. And they, but really it's Woody Harrelson and Mm -hmm. they end up getting trapped together into this adventure and a lot of murdering. Um, there was one part that was to me, absolutely hilarious that I actually did like really, really laugh at. And it was actually Kevin Hart's line. Um, (laughs) there's a point where, uh, it sounds awful but it was it's well deserving of this character that this character falls into like this like boiling pit of like liquid in like this factory setting yeah and like um Kevin Hart is the re- is responsible for it and he hasn't murdered anyone and like he's the innocent person in this world of assassins and criminals and everything so he's like, oh my God, what did I just do? What just happened? What else? It's like, you just made human tempura. <laughs> and like, they're like, they're like, he's like, kind of like, he's like, egging him on with like more and like little digs like that about it. But then like, Kevin Hart's like, all right, it's just me and you in here. Real talk, man to man. It doesn't smell bad. <laughs> and I just
0: died of that. <laughs> oh man. I have to check it out. I know. I think it just hit Netflix. Is that how you watch it? It's on Netflix. It's a yeah. Netflix movie. Oh, is it?
1: I think so. I think so. Well, I don't think it was released in theaters.
0: Uh you might be right. Um, real quick. Um, what was the first movie you said that you'd seen? You had Jumanji Man from Toronto. What was the other one? Um, uh, Treasure Planet. Treasure Planet. Right. Okay. Sorry, I'm just keeping notes. for. Oh my god. <laughs> um. I, I'm gonna check out Man from Toronto. I was kind of interested in it um, when it came out because Kevin Hart had a span of where he was just making movie after movie after movie. He still is in that span, I, I know he is. And it's like, man, I said, okay, I guess he's busy and yeah, he's working. So, I mean, hey, you're working you know, earning the money. Um, any other thoughts on Man from Toronto?
1: it's just a fun kind of movie. Like that was my favorite. That, that was the one joke in it that made me laugh. A lot of things, yeah. well,
0: quite a few of these actually
1: pretty fall, fall pretty toned up a lot of these like little one-liner clips, but you know, otherwise um, it's okay.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Um, my it's next... a little hard
1: to believe Woody Harrelson is like, um, the skilled assassin though. Cause they also Even... like, get a bunch of other people. Cause like, one of the gags in that movie is that um he yes, he's the man from Toronto, but like this League of Assassins, is all a bunch of like people that are like the men from Tacoma, the man from Tokyo, the man from Miami. And, like the man from Miami is like absolutely ridiculously jacked. He's like in all pastel colors. Like he's a like, super Florida man with it and everything. Ah. And it's like Oh, yeah, he should definitely be capable of, like, jumping and parkour and shooting and everything. And then you
0: have Woody Harrelson. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, his dad was an assassin in real life. I did not know that. Oh, did you not? No. Oh, oh yeah. That's why Um, I think. Oh, I don't want to misquote it. He was in Natural Born Killers, and, mm-hmm. like, his dad was a big inspiration for that. Oh, wow. I don't, I, I, I don't, hundred percent quote me on that one, but I'm pretty sure that was a big thing. His dad's in prison for it. Still, he was a, uh, he was an assassin. Ooh. Wow, that's a little
1: weird. Now that he took this role,
0: uh, a little bit. Well, he was also the an assassin in uh, No Country for Old Men.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, a little bit more of a serious film though. So, actually, a lot more serious than Django Unchained. but. <laughs>
1: I feel like I watched that scene. with you did. Woody Harrelson in it.
0: You've watched No Country for Old Men. Did I? We we did it for the Conan Brothers episode. I
1: yeah. forgot about that.
0: Yeah, we did a whole Conan Brothers episode, and we did, talked about No I Country for Old Men. I
1: watched a whole movie.
0: I love No Country for Old Men. I think it's a great movie.
1: I guess that tells you how hard I struggled through that.
0: Bit. Well, because you were scrambling because at the last minute you didn't do your homework and you scrambled to get it done.
1: You know what, I still got I guess still got a passing grade, you son of a bitch, so don't even give me that. Okay. Please get degrees.
0: Did you get a passing grade on that speech? Okay. That pisses uh-huh. me off. That pisses me off. Cause you in the middle of your speech you're like, I can't. I can't finish it. I'm sorry. And you started begging for mercy in the middle of it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ, you bring us thing that was Do <sighs> you wanna get sad? <laughs> no. That was nine years ago. Oh boy. Wow. Anyway. Our,
0: my next film was uh, you wanted to talk to me about it very, very deeply, I guess. Uh, Jordan Peele's Nope. I wanted to hear about it. So let me go off of my notes. Um, it fits a little bit in with his previous two Get Out and Us. Um, it's very much serious, and I, I really enjoy Peel's horror take. Um Daniel Kalua, I think I'm saying his name right. I don't think I am. Kaleo, Kalio, Kalua. He's very good in this, and it's his second stint with Jordan Peel. He, you know, he was in Get Out. Um, I love his character, and there is one scene where it's like really creepy, it gets kind of creepy. And his little reaction is, nope, not doing this. Mm -mm, No way. (laughs) He's just leaving the barn. But I'm trying to spoil it because I want you to watch it. But he's really, really good in it. And it kind of gets like a Western theme at the end of it as well. And I loved it. Like the last shot of the film I fucking loved. Really? Yeah, I loved it. And like the whole ending... I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of the monster. Like they kind of reveal it at the end. Like they really start showing it, and you know how they kind of like it loses its touch when you really see the monster a lot. Yeah, that's and why, uh, yeah, that's why Jaws does it right. That's why Jaws does it right. But it, it kind of loses it at the end. It gets kind of like, oh, you know, I liked it better when it was the way it was, and it kind of. But then, like, I, I don't want to spoil it because. I think you should watch it, but like the ending scene is so good. I don't know why I love it so much. Like the ending shot, because it it starts playing like a Western theme at the ending climax. And because they're horse wranglers. So the thing is, his character are horse wranglers in um, Hollywood. And so there's this one horse that he's really attached to. I'm not going to get into that. His name's Lucky. And so there's this whole thing. And I don't want to spoil it, though, with the alien, how they figure out how to do it, uh, get around it. But it's really, really... I really, really enjoyed Nope the whole way through. It's a very good movie. Like, just the themes of it. Um, like, I really... I, you know, I love westerns. I think you like westerns, too. Maybe not as much as I do, but... Um, it goes very western at the end. Not very western. You know, obviously, there's a fucking alien in the sky, but... Um, Kiki Palmer, I really enjoyed her. Um, she kind of annoyed me in the beginning, and then I really liked her towards the end. Um, Stephen Young, who we know is um, Glenn from The Walking Dead, and he was in um, Minari. Um, he's really good in it. Um, there's a scene with him that he has. This, he's a childhood actor, and he worked with a chimpanzee. And the very beginning of the film sets you up to like kind of like it's, it's the pure kind of weirdness, like. The monkey, I, I'm trying not to give it away, his name's Gordy. There's a thing on set where things went wrong, and he's kind of walking the set, and he sits there, and all of a sudden he stares into the camera, and it's really, really eerie. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be one of these movies? And it kind of wasn't that movie, but like the whole thing with the Gordy stuff was kind of creepy. And it was it was really good. I know you're not a huge horror guy, and I'm not either. But I really, really enjoyed Nope. It would also have made my top 10 list if I had made it in 2022.
1: See, I heard. Unfortunately, the only thing I really had to go by was uh, my family went to go see it uh, without Uh, me, and they're um, heathens. Oh, yes,
0: to say the least.
1: (laughs) So it's hard to judge what they rate a movie by, but they're like, it was meh, not good and everything, so like, okay that must mean it's
0: brilliant I don't know if i call it brilliant but it was new, it was different, it was new it was a new thing, so I I really enjoyed it I really did I really, really did, I really liked it, I would watch it again and, and um, I found myself entrenched in it in the very beginning, like I said, the scene where they kind of um foreshadowed the story of the monkey, the chimpanzee Gordy. Um, That first shot, I'm like, oh my god, it's going to be one of these movies, huh? Uh, It was good. Um, Real quick, you're going to hate me. I'm going to do another bathroom break. You. I'm so sorry. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. (laughs) My headphones in the right ear. Jesus Christ. But you really liked Nope loved it. I really really did. I, I it was so good. And like I said, I loved Daniel's character. Um I liked all the characters. But it's really good. I the only, my only gripe with it was the way the a, the alien was at the end. Um that kind of lost... I still like it redeemed itself at the end, but I really that was my only real gripe with it the whole time was that. But well, that's a lot of those kind
1: of movies. With it is. Creature. It is.
0: Well, that was my gripe with um, 10 Cloverfield Lane, which I really, really loved. And then they actually, actually technically, I take that back. 10 Cloverfield Lane kind of got weird with it, but only towards like the very end. And even mm-hmm. that, it wasn't that bad. Like they really didn't show the monster that well. Yeah. That, that much. So like the, your perfect example. That's why Jaws is so got it right, because they did exactly what they wanted to do. And that was my only thing with. Well, nope. to
1: be fair, they had to. They it, it, mm-hmm. they had a terrible, uh shark.
0: Problem. True, true, true.
1: But it, but that's also what what brought out a lot of great stuff. Anyway, yes. Um. So,
0: your turn. My turn now. Let me see. Yeah. Again, if you ever see Nope, I would love the review Nope as well. Um.
1: I saw a part of this movie like yesterday before I fell asleep. Um, but I just wanted to bring it up because uh, it's so funny to me, and I know that you are going to like groan and complain. Uh huh. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, Tease Me Ninja Turtles 2 out of the shadows.
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, I've, 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 I've seen it. You've seen it all? I don't know about the second one. I think I've definitely seen the That's first one. That's the second one. one. I don't know if I've seen the second one. I, I've definitely seen the first one.
1: The second one... Look, I completely understand why some people had problems with it and it didn't do well and it failed. Yeah. But, but that being said, it honestly actually holds kind of true to, like, Ninja Turtles insanity. Okay. Like, uh, like, Hear me out on it. At one point, you know how like they usually have um uh, a truck that they use. Yeah, it you know in reality it's so they can sell more toys, but <laughs> they have a truck they somehow for some reason use. And in this version, the truck. Are you ready for this?
0: No, but sure. Are you ready? I'm not a huge Teenage Mutant Charles fan, so yeah.
1: I was. So that's why I kind of enjoy this. They actually have uh, Donnie tell uh, Donatello, tell Michelangelo, the orange one.
0: I know who he is, yeah.
1: Get on it. Okay. He goes ahead and uses. The, these pulley levy systems inside the truck, and you find out that Hell has equipped this truck with nunchucks. Giant, robotic nunchucks that Mikey can swing around while, uh, like from inside the truck. In like a...
0: <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's so stupid.
1: He's like, He's like nunchuck gigantus, and he starts mo- like he starts like holding on to like the like fit uh, the things. It's pretty much like um what's the movie um oh. uh, the robot movie with the kaiju oh um 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 um, um Pacific Rim Pacific Rim that's it. Pacific Rim, where like it, where you control the giant thing, yeah, 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 yeah. in a stand. I like that, Pacific Rim, but that's what Michelangelo's doing. He's controlling these two crude robotic arms that, that pull out, out of the side of this garbage truck that pull out these two n- nunchucks on each side, and like they're he's like spinning them and they're just whacking cars and pulling up. Concrete. That's so stupid. You know it is stupid, but guess what? So is, so is the fact that there are giant turtles.
0: Let me just let me just make sure I got this straight. Raphael's the red one. Yes. Leonardo's the blue. Yes. Donatello's purple. Yes. Michelangelo's orange. Yes. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do an
1: intro in this movie. I, why? It's the second one. I know, but it's they do body? like a full. They do a full on like like intro where like they uh, they like freeze frame on one of them, and it's like like Leonardo, the leader.
0: Oh God, Raphael, so You that's so stupid because you got Donatello.
1: Know. The, uh, it, like the computer. Oh, and then like God. it's like Michelangelo, pizza lover.
0: That's so stupid. You already <laughs> you, you do that for the you do that for the fucking first one. You do it again for the second one? That's oh, so here you go. I love Is it. is Megan Fox in the second one again?
1: Yes, and she's it's so stupid what she does. Like her her big thing is like in the movie, um uh in the beginning. Once again, I fell asleep out Right. Yeah, maybe sounds about a half right. hour in
0: sounds about right
1: maybe a half hour in or so, <laughs> so um, a big thing is that she's trying to hack this computer right and like Donatello is giving her because he's a tech guy giving her gadgets and she has like this watch that can download like a computer or like an iPad all the information like all the files and whatever yeah so she's trying to do this like distract people so that she can get the files from the and everything whatever yeah. At one point um the iPad gets moved and she has to follow it and she's in like a regular like business attire like a like a regular skirt and like blouse or whatever you know, just regular things. Sure. For some reason her grand plan to follow this and to distract them is that she must Take off the blonde wig that she has, mm-hmm. take off the glasses that fake glasses that she has um move the skirt up, i believe
0: uh poor Megan,
1: <laughs> oh, it's the most objectifying thing I've ever seen, I think, just blatant in a yeah. movie poor megan, and they and she it, like she throws out her, her her jacket, her like suit jacket, yeah. And it's walking Mike... through like these markets and everything. So for some reason, ties her white blouse into a knot. Right, uh, like, like she Did... pretty much turns the Britney Spears into Michael... that one Did... music Did... video.
0: Did... Did Michael Bay make this movie? I
1: think he was producer on it. And this is like the, his his big note is that this scene has to. So like for some reason, she's in this tight schoolgirl outfit. That has nothing to do with the plot. It does oh. not move anything forward. The only thing that it does is give it a, a, a excuse to be for her to be in a plaid schoolgirl outfit. Is the most hilariously offensive thing. Wow. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. It's terrible, but it's like f- uh, fucking hilarious how terrible it is. I got to watch uh, Bebop and Rocksteady turn into a uh, giant animals. You don't know those characters, really? Probably. I know who they are. Yeah, so I, I... Yeah, you get to you get to watch them turn into yeah, a rhino and a warthog. Right. Yeah, I I, I don't know that much, but mm-hmm. I know that much. Um. Do you remember at all that there was, like, these, like, brainy tentacle aliens in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles?
0: No, I never watched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles show. I just knew who the – new I know the Turtles. I know – okay, you know, just... well, no, hold on. Just give me an extent of the knowledge. I know April, who Megan Fox's character. Mm-hmm. I know I know the Turtles. I know Splinter, and I know Shredder. That's it. Okay. Well, well I kind of know who B-Box and them are, but not, like, really. But, like, if you had to ask me. Those would be the four things I know.
1: But yeah, so they're in this movie. It's great, and there's a a krang. I believe what they're called. They're like these weird aliens that, for some reason, get tied into this universe. And they, it, it, I haven't seen all of it. I will keep you updated as I watch it. It, it's, it's something.
0: Oh,
1: I bet it is. Um, go on now. I just wanted to get you mad for me. No.
0: Doesn't make Good. me mad because I haven't seen it.
1: Tyler Perry's in it.
0: Oh no. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. My, I actually thought of a movie I'd seen. I forgot to put it on there, but I'm not gonna talk too much about it. But um, the next movie I have is Hustle. That I watched. Oh, the, that's yeah, the yeah, Adam yeah. Sandler basketball movie. Um, I like that a lot. I think Sandler doing serious films. He's surprisingly good in his older age. Um, You know, Uncut Gems I like a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I've obviously become very big in. I've I've become a bigger fan of basketball lately. Um, So I like this a lot. Um, They don't make a ton of, like, old basketball references. Um, You would probably get the one... He kind of makes a, a reference of two players that I'm not totally familiar with, but he mentions like Scottie Pippen. Okay, which, that much which, I know. Yeah, that exactly. I was gonna say you knew who you knew who that one was. Um, obviously they do like Charles Barkley's mentioned. I don't know if you know who Charles Barkley is, but Shaquille O'Neal makes an appearance. I know you know who Shaq is. Yeah. Um, I the main yeah, the main character that um is in the movie that Adam Sandler discovers, I did not know this. He is a real NBA player. Oh, is um, he? Yeah, and then other, there's other players that play different characters that are NBA, like, real NBA players. Um, but Sandler's great. I mean, he and Queen, Lat- <laughs> Queen Latifah plays his wife, which I'm like, oh, I don't know if I see it. But he plays, like, a basketball scout. To um, be fair,
1: that is the most realistic wife that he's ever had in a film.
0: True, yeah. Usually it's Salma High, like. It's, um,
1: it's seriously, at what man? He's a brilliant because there's no version of reality where Selma Hayek or Jennifer Aniston pine for Adam Sandler for Adam Sandler. Well, it's kind of like John Who Fav- only wears Brooklyn
0: t-shirts and hoodies and basketball yeah. shorts. Oh yeah, well it's go kinda on. Like, it's kind of like John Favreau and Chef, where his ex-wife is Sofia Vergara and the girl he's yeah. hooking up with is Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're doing yourself some service there. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. He's making the movie; let him do what he wants. (laughs) I
1: just want to dream, okay? Oh, shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah, but um, he's really—I really, really loved the movie. I did, um, 2021. But he's very good. I I really liked Adam Sandler. It's—it's very much. You don't—I don't think you have to be a basketball fan, but if you really kind of know. Like, if you're getting into basketball, you'd really enjoy it. Like, he trains the kid. He finds him, and he's trying to get him into the NFL uh, – NFL, NBA. Um, Robert Duvall's in it for, like, the intro. Um, and then Ben Foster's kind of like the guy that's, like, the – not the villain. Well, yeah, he is the villain. Um, he's the son that t- – uh, spoiler alert, Robert Duvall dies. He's the owner of the um, Philadelphia 76ers, who Adam Sandler works for. Um, he makes him assistant head coach that night. He dies, he passes away. And then Ben Foster's like, ah, no, we're going to take this away from you. You're going to go scout some more and find me a player that can put this all together. He drafts the wrong guy. So he finds his kid in, um, Spain and, you know, he brings him in and they don't like him and it's a whole, it's very, very good. He trains him. It's a good relationship. Um, I really like the movie, and like I said, there's there's a few basketball references. There's some players you might not know, and I'll be honest, I'm not an expert in basketball either. Um, you know, I know the big names like Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe, obviously Jordan. They, you don't believe it or not, actually, they don't even mention Jordan that much. They they mention LeBron, which pisses me off because I fucking hate LeBron. But um, there you go on, Scottie Pippen's the reference. I know you'd get that, but I liked it. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie. Um, I would recommend it, uh, especially if you're if you're a basketball fan for sure. I think you'd enjoy it. Am Sandler fan? I think you'd enjoy it. Um, if you're a casual basketball fan, I think you'd still enjoy it. And even if you're not, I think it might get you into basketball. So that's my take on the hustle. It's actually just called hustle. Yeah. Hmm. You, I, I think, because you enjoyed
1: The Last Dance, I think you enjoyed Hustle. Okay, okay, now you've gotten me there.
0: Yeah, I think you would.
1: Because before that, I was like, mm.
0: I think you'd give it, a, give it a shot, Drew. Give it a shot, I think you'll enjoy it. I think it might even get you a little bit into basketball a little bit more. I'm good in my world. Because currently, as we're recording this podcast, it's on mute, but I'm watching the Sacramento and uh, Golden State Warriors game. <laughs> on mute? You know what I have right now? <laughs> no, what?
1: X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, you're, you're living in hell. And it's right at <laughs> the moment where Magneto gets super-powered uh, somehow. That's so stupid. Yeah, this whole thing is a mess. I wanted to bring it up earlier when um, for some reason, remember uh, Magneto... Magneto just keeps taking L throughout the entire series. Cause, uh, it really like, does. The, <laughs> like... He's a Holocaust survivor yeah like like a real like real severe Holocaust survivor in this. yeah he gets a family finally and they they have them die in this movie the dumbest way possible oh, yeah. by an accidental arrow released. That somehow magically not, uh, hits, goes through his daughter, into his wife, and they perfectly are injured and die in his
0: arms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember the movie, unfortunately.
1: Oh, my God. It's, it's it, bad. It, I don't want to spend too much time it was on it. Ju- that's just bad. Yeah,
0: it really is bad. Anyway. Anyway. The Kings are winning. They're being the Warriors. Anyway. Okay. This won't <laughs> matter tomorrow. Nope. Or any other time. <laughs> or any other time, no. All right. Um, what's your next movie that you've seen besides Apocalypse, which is dumb as fuck.
1: Um, this is my second to last one. Oh boy. So this is gonna be me after that, huh? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Cocaine Bear.
0: Oh uh, god damn it. I haven't seen it. I didn't get a chance to get it. You
1: know what? Honestly, I, I feel like this is a movie that... Ha- it It's the Marvel effect. Meaning that it's a movie that had to be seen, I feel like, in a theater. Oh, really? For everything to hit. Oh, okay. Like, I enjoyed it. I, I laughed, but, like, it... it one of those ones where like you giggle a little bit but like you're just giggling alone
0: yeah you know what's funny is my brother uh went and saw it in a the theater and he loved it um and then i came home one night from work yeah and my mom was like hey you know what i watched this weekend i'm like what'd you watch she goes cocaine bear i'm like are you fucking kidding me she goes no i watched it i said What'd you think? She goes. I actually really liked it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Really? So I'm like the only one who hasn't seen Comba- Cocaine Bear at this point. It's
1: not a bad movie. It's a fun movie, but like, is this one of those things where like you can feel like, oh, this is where you get the audience reaction. Oh, I know
0: what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. I know what you're saying like, there's that scene in um Civil uh, Civil War where um Cap kisses that girl the spy I can't remember yeah and like also there's this the shot cuts back to like falcon and uh winter soldier sitting in the back of like they're staring at him and like uh-huh. it's only a reaction like the theater starts laughing but like at home you're not probably laughing
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's my point it's the
1: it's, mo- it's the effect of like I said marvel where you just get you don't get the same feel for a joke or
0: anything going on in the movie. I feel like this is a movie that once I see we're going to end up reviewing it. That could happen. Yeah. Oh, man. I, really, I I tried to watch Cocaine Bear before this podcast. I just didn't get to it. I watched all these other ones instead.
1: Well, you missed out on watching, uh, watching a bear yeah. on cocaine.
0: Yeah. Instead, I decided to watch Red Notice. Red Notice? Which one's that? That's the Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, Gal Godot. Oh, movie. I've seen that. Have you? Yeah. Okay. I just watched it for the first time the other day.
1: I mean, I know that the sequel's already been greenlit. I'd rather not.
0: I mean, <laughs> it, it wasn't horrible, but I totally saw that. Spoilers. I, I totally saw that twist coming that Dwayne Johnson and Gal Gadot are definitely a couple. I'm yeah. like, they're definitely together. I mean Ryan, I liked Ryan in it. I, I thought he was funny, um, Ryan Reynolds. But yeah, it was okay movie. I guess it was fine. It was fine. I kind of giggled at the part where they go to the underground Hitler Nazi bunker, and he goes, "Well, how do we know which box it is?" He goes, "I don't know. Look for the one that maybe says MacGuffin on it or something." <laughs> I thought that was funny. I'll be honest, I forget a lot of that movie. It's yeah, it's barely... okay. It's okay. Like I said, it's very predictable the whole way through, and it's like, all right.
1: To me, it was just... Mm. Yeah, it was... Yeah,
0: yeah. I actually found myself on my phone a little bit through it, but yeah.
1: Yeah, that's an issue. Uh, I feel like Cocaine Bear is on my phone a
0: bit. Oh really, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, let me go to my next film then, because I know you—you that was your—you have two movies left. I have one. You have one. Okay, let me do my next one then, and that's Babylon. Oh, you poor bastard! Oh my God! I don't know what happened to Damien.
1: You might as well just stare at wet paint for three hours. You'd still have gotten the same amount of
0: so, entertainment. Here, here's what I'll say: is the opening sequence definitely took me out of it because they're trying to get this elephant <laughs> to, this, to this the party. opening of this movie. They they get to try to get this elephant up this hill, and they, they got it like it's too heavy. The fucking elephant. So this guy starts throwing fucking hay at it, and also it starts shitting everywhere. And I'm like, oh my god. What, what is this? And, oh, it's a Flash trailer. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then this whole scene is in this random guy's house, this mansion, and they're all doing drugs and there's this is big orgy. And this whole fucking thing. I'm like, what 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 is this? I'm like, it's- what's going on? And that's when all the main characters kind of come together. Um, or they're introduced. And, um, actually there's this one, the one part I really enjoyed to the whole, like, so there are all this party, and Brad Pitt's being introduced his character and his wife is fucking screaming at him. She's pissed. And he keeps speaking Italian (laughs) and she's like, stop speaking Italian. You are not Italian. I don't even think he's really speaking Italian. I think he's saying gibberish just in an Italian accent. This is Brad Pitt's character. And so I, I, really, I really don't think he was speaking Italian. And so she goes, I swear to God, if you say one more word in fucking Italian, I'm going to divorce you. So then he switches, he switches back to English. He goes, okay. Okay. And they sit there in silence for a second. He immediately starts speaking Italian again, and she goes, "God damn it, I'm fucking divorcing you!" And that's how he gets his first divorce. (laughs) So he goes in, they fuck. He starts fucking partying. He fucks this waitress, Margot Robbie's introduced all this thing. So like they party all the way till fucking like five a.m. in the morning, and he's sitting there. Brad Pitt's sitting there, and like he's fucking hammered like totally drunk and he sees that there's some like open champagne bottles still and like he can barely like look at it he's kind of squints and he goes all right jack his name's jack conrad he goes all right jack he starts putting on these sunglasses he goes one last drink for old times' sake, and he puts his glasses on. He goes over. He's like trying to step around all these balloons. He's stumbling over to get this last bottle of champagne that's open. So I kind of laughed at that. But other than that, the movie's just nonsense. And then there's is like, there a- an actual like
1: thorough plot, or is there a lot, or is a lot of this movie? No, there sequences is sequences of partying and like
0: debauchery. That's the first hour. So. <laughs> Because it's a it's a almost a four hour movie.
1: It's almost four
0: hours. There, so it's really about the fall of movie stars that are silent films. Okay. So there's a very like so once they start getting the talkies, Margot Robbie's character falls apart and her image isn't good. So that, there's that whole storyline. And then Brad Pitt's character, they actually kind of pull so they reference singing. In the, so the last shot of the movie is the other main character. He goes to see the movie and they're showing singing in the rain and he's seeing it wow. as, Oh yeah. And then there's a whole montage of all the movies. Like, like they play the 2001 space odyssey and the shining and avatar pops up and all this other stuff. I'm like, so does he love movies or does he not love movies? Um, but he's in the movie theater and he starts crying because "Singing in the rain. Cause he's seeing like, all the recreation of like, he's like, he's singing like, this is what he lived through. Like there's a scene of, um, that Margaret Robbie's doing. And it's a scene right out of singing in the rain. And I actually didn't put it together right away. She's like doing like this, um, mid like 1800s England or 1900 England. And all of a sudden it's like with the girl from singing in the rain who can't talk. She's trying to do that scene mm-hmm. where, um, she's in it too. Um, And then there's another scene where Brad Pitt does the I love you thing. Like, I love you, I love you. And people start laughing. Yeah. So he does that scene, and Brad Pitt's character goes to a screening, and people just start fucking laughing at him doing the scene. And this is the part that I actually really, really loved. The only part I actually like from this movie is Brad Pitt. It's in my notes. Brad Pitt goes to a movie critic. Her name is Eleanor St. John, played by Gene Smart. And he's yelling at her for critiquing him and everything. And she goes, you know, why you, you know, why don't you sit down, Jack? And she goes, you didn't come here to yell at me for critiquing you. You came here for a specific thing. Jack goes, oh, yeah? And, or Pitt's character. He goes, what, what's that? She goes, you came to ask me why they laughed. And Pitt kind of sits there for a second. He thinks about it. He goes, okay, tell me why they laughed. And she goes, because they've moved on, your time has run up. They don't, she goes, this is bigger than you. She goes, the, the things have moved on. This is, you're not important anymore. She goes, to be honest with you, she goes, there'll be a hundred more Jack Conrad's. And there's going to be a hundred more Eleanor St. John's. And they will probably have a hundred different conversations that we're having right now. She goes, from now until whenever things start to end, she goes, it's unfortunate, but this is the business we're in. She goes, you have lost your time. Your time is up. Okay, that's actually really good. It is. So you can skip to the two-hour and (laughs) 45-minute mark to get that scene. (laughs) God damn it. But Pitt doesn't even like his emotions show up. But, like, yeah, just the, as soon as she said, she goes, There'll be a hundred more Jack Conrads and a hundred more Ellen Johns, and there'll probably be a hundred more conversations like the ones we're having now. Your time is up. They've moved on from you. That, that's really good. It really, really is. It really was. I'm like, Oh my God, this is the best scene of the movie. <laughs> And I had sat through a good two hours 30 minutes before I had to get that scene.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine just getting mad at that like this. After all
0: that, this is what you were trying to tell me? Do you want, do you want me to spoil it for you?
1: Are you going to watch this movie? Not really, um, but I know what happens to Brad Pitt's character.
0: Yeah. I was kind of bummed by that, but I saw it coming. But then Toby McGuire comes in and he's this fucking weirdo. Like, he looks awful. And then they, he takes him to this underground mine and it's this weird, like, sex dungeon shit. I'm like, what the fuck happened? I just had a great scene where Brad Pitt and Gene Smart about how your time's up and now I'm in this shit. What the fuck is this? I'm like, what the fuck? I was it's called like,
1: pacing, Evan. Some no, of us it know was, about
0: it. I don't know what happened to Damien. It makes me so sad because he hit, he hit two in a row. He had Whiplash and he had La La Land. Fucking fire films. And then he comes out with First Man. I didn't see First Man, but I, I don't think it was anything like fucking Babylon. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> I don't see First Man. I know that it wasn't as well received.
0: No, but it, well, I don't think it was Babylon. No, people hate Babylon. Oh, I know. Well, Okay, so I want to read your review to a well-renowned critic. Hold on. Let me find it. Let me find it. Let me tell you what this person had to say. I, I, can, I think I know who you're talking about. No, 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 you don't.
1: Okay. You do.
0: <laughs> you do. <laughs>
1: I'm trying to find it. Hold on. Oh,
0: here we go. This is a um, five. Oh, sorry. One, two, three, four star rating. I was born in the wrong decade. Crying emoji. I should be an actor. By Mr. New York himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> wait, wait. Hold on. Say it one more time. I was born in the wrong decade. Crying emoji. I should be an actor. Four star rating.
1: Oh, oh, I thought so you were going another route with it. Oh, we're just gonna shit on him a little bit more. yeah, this no. yeah, he sucks. for liking that movie.
0: I don't know where he saw it. I don't know where he saw it. I mean there were they gave me no impression, um, I think I there's think good what you're looking for. It's possible, but there's parts I do like. The best scene is the one I just described to you. Yeah, that's the scene that if, if rest of the rest movie was
1: on that level, it sounds like a movie to watch had they stuck to that
0: theme, yeah absolutely but it's like oh my god the opening scene took me out of it the fucking elephant and the, he was very graphic with the elephant fucking shitting on him showed the anus and everything I'm like what the fuck I'm like what what am I getting into I wanted to turn it off right then and there I'm like nope nope maybe they'll turn it around <laughs> that was just the first five minutes I'm like I have another three hours oh my god so yeah, yeah, that was Babylon. That was that mm. Moving on to your last movie.
1: My well, last movie I saw was Super Mario Brothers movie.
0: And how was the Peaches song? <laughs> uh,
1: it, it's going to win a Grammy. So I think it will. And um, it's also uh, pretty much just a recreation of uh, Never Gonna Give You Up.
0: I did not get that vibe but okay.
1: It it, it is. It, it, it so I think somehow there was a TikTok that like showed that like it, it is. It's just like a different I Does, it, does it, a, it
0: is it an ending scene thing or is he should sing it in the middle of the movie? In the middle of the movie and also does at he? the end. There, there's a there's a reprise. Oh okay. I I actually think it's a funny song. I I have seen Have you seen the music video that he released. Yeah. Thought it was hilarious but okay, so what did you think of the movie? It was
1: exactly what it needed to be. It's a fun kid it's still very kid friendly movie that it so after I've watched it and let and sat with it like it's kind of, it, it's said. it's pretty much exactly what it should be and it's like the games where it's a lot of bright colors, a lot of stuff's going on the screen. Yeah. And for some reason, you're soothed by it. I don't know what the spell is that Nintendo has, but you just are. And it's the same thing with this movie. Hmm. Like, because I've seen it, because if, you, if, you, if anyone wants to watch this movie, um, there is at least 100 people on TikTok that are just illegally streaming this movie live <laughs> at any point in time. So you can watch this movie whenever.
0: Way to be a rat, <laughs> narc. <laughs> There's so many
1: stream illegal streams of this thing. It's insane. Anyway, I was so waiting I've for seen, the hit. Oh, what so gonna, seen, where like, it go? So I've seen like a uh, few scenes of it again, and it, it, yeah, it's it's one of those movies where you, you like, it's like, oh yeah, that was okay, and then like you're like, you know what? I I like this. I want to keep rewatching it. Hmm.
0: Yeah, um, my, my little brother's really big into Mario and stuff like that right now. Like, he's played Smash Bros and Mario Kart, so he was dying to see this movie.
1: And he do a lot of Easter eggs and a lot of fan service for Nintendo and Mario in general, especially. Mm.
0: Um, How was Chris Pratt? He was fine. He was fine.
1: He was fine as Mario uh, they do I, I, other people says' where they do make an immediate joke about like the whole accent thing mm. right away um, pretty much the only movie is that you see them doing like really him and uh, Luigi Charlie day plays Luigi yeah. the voice them doing really thick like accents yeah. Um, for this um, like ad that they're doing for the plumbing business, ah, and um, like you, they're like rewa they're like watching it back, and like you see them like, they're, like, like, do you think it was? Do you think we leaned in too hard? Oh,
0: gotcha. Okay, makes sense.
1: And so, like you, see, like in like regular voice, like, oh, did we lean too hard into that? Ah,
0: it's probably fine. That's funny. I mean, hey, you know what? They addressed it, I guess. I know, because I think last time we talked was the Seth Rogen being Donkey Kong.
1: Yep, and he just purely did Seth Rogen refuse. He outright refused to do
0: a Donkey Kong, like, different voice. I mean, what would you really do? I mean, I know Jack did a Bowser voice, but I think he, he kind of had to. At least a few, mo- like, grunts and grunts gorilla
1: sounds there's none of that oh really wow okay like he just like uh, yeah, does like the the only thing that i guess he insists on having was the donkey kong rap
0: no he did a donkey kong rap
1: he did he, it's not that he raps it it's that, like that like um uh like uh pretty much like his intro music is the same as in a, one of the games oh. get which one and it's like Donkey Kong, and yeah. Gotcha. Now uh, Rainbow Road was uh, fun. Used like it was like used like, and um, they had a great moment where they include the blue shell in a unique way, that I wasn't, I didn't see until they finally did it. Oh okay. Like it Yeah, there's a point where like the like one of the like. Bowser's henchmen. is he's just on them he's just on Mario like he's determined to crush him determined 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 and like Mario finally like um on rainbow road like breaks down his um like big giant vehicle like truck that he has mhm at the last second <laughs> um he go, he he's, he's like you messed with the blue shell he just explodes himself and everything around them Completely.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do want to see it. I do want to see it. Um I've seen the Peaches song a fucking a hundred times at this point, but it sounds interesting.
1: Well, yeah. Um. I mean, Bowser's good in it. Jack Black is good. Is he?
0: Yeah. Is he more? I know there's parts where he kind of gets like sensitive and stuff. But is he mostly villain the whole time?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, one person I listened to in another podcast described it well. It's like he's not villainous to completely. He's more just being naughty in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, he's just, just he's being kind of bad, but like, you can still see how they're going to make it where like they all can hang out for eventually in the future. Because, of course, there's going to be. A thousand Mario movies. Good god, this movie this movie's still making all the money. Mm-hmm. I mean, Marvel movies are out. Mario movies are in. I mean that's pretty much what's gonna happen now. Yeah, especially since Marvel movies aren't making as much. Anymore. No, no, we no no. Now Nintendo has just gotten like three truckloads worth of money.
0: Yeah. They're gonna make a I hope
1: they make a Mario Smash Brothers movie. <laughs> Somehow they they kind of address Smash Bros. in this.
0: Do they really? Wow, they hit everything.
1: Yo, they hit they hit Mario Kart, they hit um Yeah, uh Smash Bros. They actually did a nod to like the original um Mario Brothers game. I don't know if you remember that one. Like it's like the original one where like they're just smashing turtles that come out of pipes.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 okay. I I wasn't a huge gamer as a
1: kid. I mean, I, I had certain games, but not. But, yeah, uh, they, they do a lot of nods to the old games. Like, they do um, a couple fun, like, sequences where, like, uh, the camera does go to that side view. Yeah. yeah. I don't
0: know what you're talking
1: about. And, like, they do start playing, like, the music and it's from the games.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: And um, they really lean into like the idea of like the the galaxies in this, like the like um, in the trailer they've shown it before, where like Peach is like there's a whole lot of galaxies out there, and I want to explore you know more. So like ah. they're really leaning into it, and like Peach is possibly like has actually has like a real backstory in this.
0: Oh, well, that's good. Anna Taylor, like, Taylor like, Joy, so and, and that was Anna Taylor that was Anna Taylor Joy too. And she's that? been in a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's really escaped the split movie. Yeah, I forgot that she did that. That. Oh, scene. yeah. She she's been in a lot of good stuff problem. since then. She's been in a lot of good stuff since then. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's on. She's on the Robertson track Robert Pattinson track for me.
1: Yeah. I, but this is fun. Like I, I can see why she does it. it's not exactly difficult. Movie to do, and, it, and no, I'm just it's, saying that she's well, it, it's weird though that the Peach backstory a little bit is just like it's that she's like a baby that kind of probably came from like Earth, and the toads just took her in, okay? Hmm. Yeah. They made her princess with no queen, which I find funny. But the toads do what they want. Fine, fair enough. <laughs> Princess
0: Peach. One day she'll make
1: Queen. They, uh, the star is a huge part of this. Yeah, I figure that. Yeah. All right. Well, Ron, I, I, it's enjoyable. Yeah, no, that's all you're looking for in a Mario movie. Yeah, you're not looking for deep... Uh...
0: <laughs> Simple stupid. Deep philosophical. <laughs> not like the Lego movie. Unfortunately, it's not like the Lego movie. Lego movie
1: will make you cry.
0: Yes. Um. Okay. Well, I have one movie left.
1: All right. Fine. Let's hear it. Let's wrap I this up.
0: I haven't told you that I watched this movie yet.
1: Oh, God. No, you son of a bitch. This is going to be something big again, like Black Adam. Mm-hmm.
0: No. No, not like Black Adam. Um, it's a movie that's on Netflix. It was nominated for a bunch of Academy Awards this year. It won a bunch. I bought you you saw bought, it. I bought what did I see? All Quiet on the Western Front. I watched All Quiet on the Western Front. God damn it. I bought the collector's edition 4K. I did not watch it on Netflix. I bought it on my physical media that I love very much. I found it on Amazon. There was it was dinosaur. a special deal. I'm not. I'm not alone anymore. Uh, yes, I watched <laughs> All Quiet on the Western Front, and I have to say, again, it would have made um, would have made my top five. Uh, I loved the movie. Um, my God, did they? It's an anti-war film, which is supposed to be. And boy, do they 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 really hit it on the head and every character in it is tragic in its own way. And I mean they follow one main character, his name's Paul, but it it starts off with um, Paul and his three other friends. They they are glorified like they're glorifying war, they really want to do it, they think it's gonna be fun. And um his four friends, I mean, they all I don't want to spoil it too much, but His one friend, especially his name is Albert, and oh my god, he looks like kind of like a fuck boy in the beginning. (laughs) And like they jump, it starts in nineteen seventeen. And one of the notes I put was, "This would be a great double feature. Would be nineteen seventeen and All Quiet on the Western Front." Isn't this movie supposed to be from like the German perspective? It is yes, yeah. It's a German's perspective. So it's kinda like one of those, um I, I don't know if you know this, but like um Clint Eastwood did he directed both films. So he did Flags of Our Father, which is the American side, and then he does Letters from Iwo Jima, which is the Japanese side. Really? Oh yeah, you didn't know that? No I, I, didn't I had know a feeling that, he went that. Out, yeah, oh yeah, he directed both. So it, it's in totally in Japanese. And so I didn't he didn't know that. Oh yeah, that movie very early on. Yeah, he did. He directed Flags of Our Father, and which is a very good movie. I actually read the book in junior high. It was a book report I had to do, but instead of doing the book report and reading the book, I watched the movie instead. Good for you. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was smart. And then um, yeah, he does Letters from Iwo Jima, and it's the Japanese side. So this is definitely a good double feature of 1917, which gives the well, it's the British version, and then the um i guess this is a remake they've done a couple i guess takes on this but all quiet on the western front is a very good double feature mm-hmm. and they actually take a lot of this kind of shots like it kind of looks like they're doing like single shot um parts mm-hmm. not not like 1917 did don't you know um but great double feature for that but like i said the character of albert i mean he they look like that's like teenagers, like the punk kids. Like, oh, he has it all. There's, they jump a year. They go to 1918, and oh my god, he's a completely different character because he's so deer broken hunter? By war. You could make that argument, sure. Yeah, like where
1: like you like you see them all like being like fun loving and like you know normal, and then you see like the war is hell thing.
0: Happened, yes. Except uh, I don't want to spoil it. I I don't want to spoil it. But it, they uh, there's a difference between Deer Hunter because Robert De Niro gets to go home. Ah, okay. Yes, so I'll I'll kind of leave it like that. Um, but they're definitely broken characters. I mean, they're completely. Uh, I mean, the like I said, the one kid Albert really got to me because there's a point where he's almost, like, creepy-looking. Like, he's not the same character, and he's, like, awkward. And, like, you could tell before the war he was all confident and everything, and he just is not that at all anymore. And there's a part where he starts talking to a poster of a woman because he doesn't know how to talk to real women anymore. And then there's another great scene with this character they meet later about he gets a letter from his wife and um he can't read so um which i related with so (laughs) yeah i know and he has the main character paul read him the letter he finds out more stuff about him that he never knew and he like after he reads the letter he goes you know what i'm afraid of he goes i'm not afraid of fighting this war anymore i'm afraid that if i go home i was in german he goes if i go home I don't think I'm going to know how to live in peacetime anymore. Yeah. And it's a, it's classic. just, it's a very, very good movie. It really is very good. I, I never, you know, like Babylon, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go on my phone here. I never,
1: there good, a, does it doesn't show a good reason why it was like up for like the Oscars. It was.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It won Best it, Foreign Language Film.
1: Yeah, it should. It, it, there was a, an argument she made for winning Best Picture.
0: What were, I can't remember all the nominees, but yeah, I would. I, 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 I would. What won again? Oh, Everything Everywhere All At Once. Yeah, what are um, you talking about? <laughs> Everything Everywhere All At Once deserved every bit of praise of God. Do I, I think do I, th- do I think it was a good contender? Absolutely. Um Do I think it won all the technical awards that it won? Absolutely. Um great film. It really was. I, I do think it made the argument to be as praised as it was. They also do, I'm looking at my note again. And um they bring some like historical characters in there. And mm-hmm. like the one general that he was like the um chief commander of the Allied forces. He's in it. Um he was you know, it was kinda nice to see kind of like how they negotiated the end of the war and all that and I like history and all that stuff. So it was very good. I, I really, really, really loved the movie. I really did. I thought it was very good. Well that's nice. I mean, I
1: don't know. I might see it. The German thing might throw me off of it though. For yeah, foreign you, films,
0: yeah, you're not a huge foreign film guy, are you?
1: No, I'm a heathen. Of, you know,
0: what's what's your favorite foreign language film? Do you have one? Do you can you think of one off the top of your head that you really enjoyed?
1: Uh, does Coco in Spanish count? No, no. There's one that we did watch together in film study. Oh yeah, Um let the right one in. Yeah, yeah.
0: Is that why you won't watch Parasite?
1: One of the reasons, yes.
0: Really, Parasite is fantastic. Dude, you I know I Parasite. should be
1: better than this, but I'm. I'm you should. Cool, you
0: should. No, no, no. Parasite is is fantastic. I that love Parasite. That and the movie where the
1: prof- where the professors or whoever are drunk. Oh, another round. Oh my God.
0: Oh my God. Another round is so good, too.
1: But I know that they're <laughs> making it an American version. So I know. And
0: it makes me so disappointed that you're like, I want to wait for the American version. Like, don't, Drew. You have to watch another round. It's so good. I'm not, I, I actually want to end with this conversation. Like, I was thinking about it. I wasn't sure if I was going to bring it up, but since you did. So, like, I, I don't watch a lot of foreign language films. I don't. I probably own, like, and this is what made me think of this question like, okay, I own Parasite. Which is a foreign language film? Um, you could maybe argue *Minari*. Um,
1: oh, I guess
0: yeah. Go on. Yeah, you could argue *Minari*. Um, Although *All Quiet on the Western Front*, *Paris*, um, *Do let, let the Right Win*. I don't own it, but what? I was going to ask you. I was going to end with this conversation. Um, what genres do you think draw the most attention to you? I know the answer. What genre do you like? Like, what two? I'm gonna say, what two genres draw the most of your attention, and what two genres draw the least of your attention? Does foreign count as just a whole I will. Uh, genre because, like,
1: there's a million. For us, I think it would. Oh, because we're we're dumb Americans. It counts is all one thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that'll probably be falling my least. My favorite would probably have to be musical.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought you would say.
1: I'm going to go, honestly, probably maybe animated. As your second favorite?
0: Maybe, yeah. And then what's your second least? I think I know the answer to this. Horror? Okay, yep, that's what I thought you would say. Um, Because I was doing an inventory on what I own. And I own... This is what I thought you would say, but I don't think you thought of it because you think so lowly of it. But I don't think you really do is... I own two documentaries. Oh, yeah. If we have got documentaries count as movies, I don't count them usually. Yeah. And that's the thing. I own um, this thing called a uh, documentary called Three Identical Strangers, which I really, I know, really I love. know
1: that's supposed to be very good.
0: Yeah. It's very, very good. I bought it. And then my, <laughs> it doesn't really count, but my other documentary was a TV documentary, and it's the one about Chris Farley.
1: Oh, I love that
0: one. Yeah, I am Chris Farley. Yes, so that I one watched. I, I watched that ending a um, numerous times when yes. I feel like it. But what shocked me the most was I own more horror films than I do musicals. That makes sense for you. Yes, it does. Um, but I was not including Disney films in that. See
1: that's the that that is the one odd part is do you count them as a musical or do you count them as an animated movie? That's the problem. Do they or do they go into their own category of just being a Disney movie?
0: That's that's the other thing. But I also don't own that many foreign language films. I know I have another round parasite off the top of my head. I gotta go look again. But another round, um, parasite, and my newly acquired All Quiet on the Western Front. I would buy do the, let the right one in. I can't remember what movie, what language it's from, but um, but then um, you could also argue Swedish or one of those ones. But but I I take it back because now Pan's Labyrinth.
1: I've never seen Pan's Labyrinth.
0: Oh, you haven't? Oh, that's I think that's Spain. Yeah, it's Spain. Because oh, yeah, Guillermo. Guillermo made it. It's from Spain. But that's another one I own as well. So you should really I, I highly recommend another round. All Quiet on the Western Front, and I would highly recommend Pan's Labyrinth and um, Parasite. The one I would watch
1: would be RRR. What? Really? I have heard that that might possibly be one of the greatest movies of all time. Really? Yeah. It's a, somehow a combination of a musical, action movie, drama. Um, there are a, a zoo gets loose at some point and starts attacking in a chase sequence. Um, and they continue to fight with that going on like a martial arts like, fight sequence. Yeah. While all that's going on. And yes, there are musical numbers throughout. And like it's insane.
0: I just looked it up. You know it's three hours and seven minutes long, right?
1: I know, but you know what? So, uh, oh, it's
0: on Netflix.
1: <laughs> Mark Bernardin <laughs> loved it. I know he did. He was like, that was like the greatest thing ever. That would oh. be the one I would give a chance to.
0: I don't know why you're not giving these other ones a chance. What, what is it about foreign language films that turn you off? Is it just because you have to read at the same time?
1: No, I keep captions on
0: at all times. Oh, okay. So I'm what? What? Person. What's the problem?
1: I don't know. I think it's harder for me to connect to like what the characters are feeling and everything without, like, like, the feeling. It can be there, but it can also be harder to
0: reach. It. I like it because it reminds me that I can still read. <laughs>
1: you are illiterate stop saying that but
0: you definitely have to be focused when you watch foreign language films that's another thing I, I'm uh, at this it, point goldfish out of the movies that I said I'd highly recommend the one I really want you to watch is Parasite really yes, yes. Parasite is he channels some Alfred Hitchcock in there and it's very 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 good All the ones I I recommended were very, the ones I just mentioned are very good. Don't get me wrong, but the one I really want you to watch is Parasite. Maybe. Possibly. I'll see you next summer. There you go. (laughs) Or have a good summer. Yeah, have a good summer. He's in um, the beginning of um, Nope. Oh, yeah? Keith David is who we're referencing from his role in Community. He he plays the dad. He does. He's not in it well. He's he's in the beginning, and then he, you know, he comes back in the middle, and he kind of comes back toward again, but not really. He plays um the dad, Daniel oh. Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer's dad. I apologize, I was his last name right, but wrong. But no, I was just curious. I'm like, I wonder what movies, genre of movies, he really. A new musical would be number one. I wasn't sure what you were going to say is number two. Um, I just to answer the question that I I asked. Um, believe it or not, I guess action films are would get me. Yeah, I know because I own a lot you of like, action. You films. like Mission Impossible movies? Mission Impossible, James Bond, John Wick, yeah, and then it's dramas. It's, it's dramas that get me. I, I have, have a ton of S- fucking dramas. dramas. Yeah.
1: Because I've watched a lot of dramas and I go back to dramas more than anything else.
0: Well, I, I go back to dramas too and I'm like, comedies. I'm like, I don't have a whole ton of comedies.
1: It's, well, com- I mean, it's not. I mean, comedies also kind of died out being made.
0: Well, and like, there's comedies and there's like good comedies, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Like I but fix- there's one comedy that's coming out soon that we have to talk about. That'll be fantastic. What's that? The machine. Oh, I was going to bring that up. The Burt Kreischer story.
0: That the trailer got me because I'm I'm experiencing that right now. Is he he? It jumps to him being older, Burt, yeah. how he is now. He puts on this shirt and he goes, "Man, what is wrong with this shirt?" And there's nothing wrong with this shirt. <laughs> it's clearly him gaining the weight. He's like, man, what is wrong with that shirt? I feel like that's me right now. I put on a shirt, and I'm like, man. It's like a large, and I'm like, that's my man? reality every day, like, Evan. Shut up. I laughed so hard at that. I, told my, I showed my mom that scene. She goes, yeah, that's you.
1: It's <laughs> like, the part where he accidentally shoots like three guys. Go- uh, like he shoots one guy. It's like, I want to shoot him in the lake. Hit dead uh, dead on hits him straight in the forehead.
0: Oh, I know. And that, like, an, and then
1: and then he fall he's falling to his death, he hits someone he hits another guy, and that guy hits another guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and he's like
1: like I can't believe with some, just murdered someone. Technically he murdered several.
0: Well, and the that's the best part is the story of Bert, if you ever listen to any of his podcasts and like him talking to Joe Rogan and Ari Shafar and Thompson Segura... Shafir. I say his name wrong? I'm sorry. I yeah, yeah, Is they always say like, dude, he's got that weird fucking strength where like he'll have no idea to do anything else and he's like good at it. Yep. And like he, they're playing, they're definitely playing like, I don't, and I don't even think he has really, an, I think he has an ego, but it's like a funny fucking way he plays about oh, his yeah. ego. He
1: has an ego. He has a huge ego.
0: Yeah. He has a huge ego. And they're like, that's like Tom's like, that's what pusses me off about you. It's your huge fucking ego. You come in like, I can do that. No problem. And then you fucking pulls it off. Yeah. He also has Chris Farley energy.
1: And I feel like that's going to um, ble- uh, bleed through into this movie. Probably. Meaning that he, like, he, like, on one hand, he it's stupid. It's ridiculous. But he's also so goddamn sincere about it that it's endearing. And is, he'll win you over. This is, that, his, that,
0: this is his Tommy boy.
1: Yes. I, I'm hoping. But we'll see Memorial Day.
0: Well, all I know is one day Tom Zagura will be singing with a guitar saying, When they ask me who's the funniest person I ever knew, it's hands down without a doubt. It's it's you.
1: (laughs) I mean hopefully not, but
0: (laughs) I don't know. I just wanted to ask you that question. I was just curious what you thought. I knew musical would be number one. I didn't think I didn't know anime would be second.
1: It was a good discussion topic, but I'm just getting tired at this point. Fair enough, fair
0: enough. All right, we are going to wrap it up. And uh, that is another episode of Yet In A Movie Podcast. So uh, in case we don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. See you down the road.